Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Noel is not here today, but he is joining us in spirit. Yes, and he's not going to be gone forever. Right? No. He will return uh, He will return shortly, but the show must go on. In the meantime, my name is Ben. You, uh, regardless of what name you're wearing today, are you. Because names are just sort of another kind of clothing that we put on things, aren't they? A mask, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yes, a cowl, a cassock. <laughs> yes. Uh, aside from, sorry, my vaguely creepy talk of, of names and nomenclature, we are here to talk today, or to explore today, a thing that I always love. I was inspired by this. Uh, I was inspired to find this in our previous episode, Lost Civilizations. We've talked about several, right? Oh, yes. We have extensively gone over... 
Oh man, I'm trying to think. Atlantis certainly we've hit. Mm-hmm. It's also Lemuria. Or, mm-hmm. or, uh, we've talked a little bit about. Uh, we've talked a little bit about various locations of Atlantis, mm-hmm. people who allegedly predicted its rise or fall or, you know, its location. And we've also looked at missing cities in South and Central America. Mm-hmm. We haven't looked at some of the early African nations, which I think we could explore. Absolutely. More in depth. Uh, and then. I don't know if we ever looked at Katal Hayok, the Turkish. Sorry, uh, what did you say? Katal Hayok. No, I don't know this. What? It's no. the one that changed. It's the one that changed the way we see human civilization. Or, or, oh man! Oh, oh wow! Okay. okay, we're gonna do it. We're yeah. gonna do it. Uh, and I know uh, listeners. I'm, I'm sure that's very familiar uh, to many of us. Um, We'll, we'll check it out. But our story today starts with a fellow named Sheldon Lee Gosling. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheldon Lee Gosling is an American Egyptologist. He knows nine ancient languages. How many do you know, listener? Matt knows zero. And he's taught at numerous institutions. Yeah, he's got a lot of, a lot of bachelor's degrees, several masters. Uh, PhD is from the University of Madison, Wisconsin. I think he went on to get a PhD, uh, the history of medicine. So this is a this is smart guy, Sheldon. A little bit. Yeah. And, uh, he seems to be driven by his passions. He spent years researching in China, where he was also teaching at a couple. Those are the universities he had taught at. Uh, for more than a decade, he had been playing around with the idea that there was a baffling mystery to the emergence of written language in China. He thought that the earliest writing in China could be connected with writing in the Indus Valley, where an earlier early civilization stretched across parts of India and Pakistan. Writing did not appear in China until more than a thousand years later in the second millennium BC, and there's very little evidence of how it was developed. Uh, and no idea whether or to what degree other languages in the West may have influenced it. So, for a linguist, amateur, or professional, this is fascinating stuff. Before we go on, let's take a, a look at the rise of written language in China and abroad. The very first known written language that we have access to now comes from the Sumerians. First example of writing in general appeared in Mesopotamia, like 3500 to 3000 BCE. Egyptian was, again, so far as we know, developed independently around the same period. The Chinese writing system, the first writing system there, appears around 1200 BCE. No obvious reference to other writing systems. So... It's interesting to think about, but we're thinking about the lack of, we're thinking about the holes in the theory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have this example here with, uh, Egyptian rising independently, right? But then I'm sure there was interaction after that. But other, otherwise, you know, unless we have something to back it up, uh, in, unless we have something to back up this idea of, of language migrating somehow from the Indus Valley, then this is little more than a nice 
conversation for the folks at the linguist conference when they're in the hotel bar. So the idea is that the earliest writing in China and all these other places all came from this original Indus Valley group of people or culture? At least in the case of China. Okay. Uh, So it was more of a, huh, what if? Got you. And nothing was going to come of it, at least that is, until 2013. And we'll tell you what happened after a word from our sponsor. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Here's where it gets crazy. In 2013, our protagonist, Dr. Gosline, was shown a mysterious set of ancient inscriptions etched into flat stones found by farmers in Guangxi province. Gosling found that several of these characters appeared to belong to this Indus script. The Indus script is an undeciphered set of symbols from more than 4,500 years back. Others, he thought, could have been Persian cuneiform turned 90 degrees. Interesting. Then, in April 2014, our doctor made a field trip to the area where these stones had been found, and he discovered clear evidence of long human occupancy. 
and an advanced civilization that extended at least 140 kilometers along the Yuezhang River, now hidden in dense tropical overgrowth. So this place existed and then was lost. Right. Yeah, that's that's his idea. He presented initial reports to Chinese officials. This was published in Chinese news outlets, and he kept working in the field uh, through 2014. If Indus or Persian characters had made their way to southern China, it means that people there had an extensive trade network that connected them to South Asia and the Middle East. Again, it might also mean that imperial conquerors from northern China had wiped out evidence of a thriving writing culture in the south, a.k.a. a lost civilization. Either way, it would undermine a traditional uh, view of Chinese history, which goes like this. The Chinese culture developed exclusively in the north and diffused outwards and southwards. Uh, the Han majority claimed that they encountered barbarians in the south, which they called the Yue, uh, who were thought to be less civilized than their conquerors, spoke a different language. As of 2016, right now, Gosling's observation about these inscriptions has not been proven. It hasn't been proven, rather, that they're Persian cuneiform. Okay. Which would be crazy to find something uh, that far south and east in China from Iran at that time. If his conclusions are correct, Gosling has indeed found a lost civilization, an ancient one responsible for bridging a gap between cultures. And his discovery raised questions with huge and potentially dangerous questions. What the hell was Persian cuneiform doing in this remote village in southern China? Could it be real? And if it was real, what did it mean? So before we go any further, Ben, I think we have to address dragon bones. Yes, yes, you're right, Matt. That sounds silly, right? That sounds like what? Yeah, right. Uh, that's a that's a nickname. You're you're right because we need to address the story of how Chinese writing was discovered, or the earliest mm -hmm. forms of Chinese writing. So, for a long, 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 long time, farmers around the Yellow River Basin area would dig up these bones. They would find turtle shells and ox bones and would take them away from their fields and they would sell them to people who practiced traditional Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. In 1899, uh, a scholar who was getting these bones, these bones also had uh, scratches on them, right? A scholar found these bones either as getting it as a prescription for some kind of treatment or as buying them from an antiques dealer this person realized that those are early forms of Chinese characters on these bones. Whoa. And the people who sell these, the farmers, the so-called dragon bone dealers, wanted to keep their location secret. Of course, that's just good business. But in the 1920s, a team of archaeologists discovered the bone source at a place called Anyang, a site that's a few hours south of Beijing in the Yellow River Basin. And they found thousands and thousands of dragon bones, all carefully inscribed with prophecies of the past. What? Yeah. And they figured out what people were using the bones for. They were using them to tell the future. So they would, here's what we think happened. They would throw the bone in the fire and they would read the cracks that it made. And then they would write down what they saw. 
as a prediction. The big thing is they had names of kings on some of these bones, and those names matched with later records of the Shang Dynasty, which had ruled in the second millennium BCE. And up to that point, and this is the 18, the late 1800s, up to that point, a lot of people had considered the Shang Dynasty largely a legend, at least in the West. That is strange. So the discovery of these bones was big, right? At least for the West. Uh, it reinforced the belief that Chinese civilization began there at the Yellow River, that the writing arrived independently, but it didn't match with the stuff that Gosling found. Because mm-hmm. those inscriptions were so far south, and they were on the border, I mean, like, on China's border with Vietnam. Yeah, that's a long distance away than you would expect. We're yeah. talking, well, let's take it to U.S. standards. Or sure. Standards? Let's just look at the U.S. What's a comparison? Uh, it would be like uh, traveling from New York to Kansas City. It's a oh, wow. Away. Yeah. And also, very little work has been done in, in this area in Guangxi because the climate's subtropical and it's considered historically a backwater. So we have some, we have some questions, right? If, if, uh, Gosling believes that he has found a lost civilization, which is totally possible, but there's a, there's a big gap between plausible and possible. He thinks he found this because of writing, but I don't like, what's the first question we would ask him? Well, I mean, is he mistaking something? That's the first thing, right? As a researcher, as anyone who's looking into evidence, Mm -hmm. trying to find something, Mm -hmm. you have to check yourself first. Yeah. And then also, is this, yeah, is this confirmation bias? Mm -hmm. Is this like a, and this is just a question that would come up, you know, if somebody is looking for a lost civilization, already believes it's around, has a hunch and then finds it, make the evidence fit your belief. Like that's, that's a danger. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and the second question would be, could this be a hoax? You know, like the Piltdown man or something. We know that hoaxes are distressingly common in archeology. span So those first examples might've been brought in by farmers, but he had found more of these, Pers- these sideways cuneiform Persian looking characters in, uh, official archaeological dig in the same area. So if the inscriptions were forged, the person who was forging them would either have to be able to fool the archaeologist or the archaeologist would have to be working with them. Mm-hmm. And also Chinese scholars had never seen anything like this. This was new stuff. And when he visited the site himself, he thought he wouldn't find much interesting, much interesting stuff other than these inscriptions. Until that is, he noticed that there were these tall, symmetrically spaced rocks at even intervals, and they lined up along particular diagonal lines. They had deep crevices. He thought the space was somehow special, and so he started mapping it out, and he looked, he says that he found a man-made platform of megalithic construction. Think kind of stone hingy, you know, and he said that he found a carved chair or throne 
and he was convinced that this might be some kind of calculating device, maybe using astronomical terms. Chinese scientists, for the record, are much, 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 much more skeptical. Uh, and Vietnamese authorities are saying, hey, maybe this is just an ancient site of early Vietnamese culture, right? That's possible. Gosling believes that this is indeed a lost civilization. Uh, investigators who contacted some of the Chinese scientists uh, say that the Chinese scientists essentially told them, you know, you're you're not going to be impressed when you come see it. Uh, we have to wonder: is there uh, is there a uh, cover up, or is there like is is Gosling knowingly telling the truth? Uh, is the Chinese does the Chinese government have an interest in this? It seems like the interest could be protecting at least the agreed upon history uh, in the area and of, of the entire country in the region. Right. Yeah. That's going to be one of the, um, that's going to be one of the first accusations people would make would be that uh, this is being covered up to preserve the official narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Gosset's hardly keeping this secret. He does public lectures. He's part of uh, a couple of international organizations. And the Chinese academic community apparently still couldn't figure out what to make of the writing. At this point, at this point, the claim remains incredibly controversial. It's rooted in linguistics, right? And... There's not too much, at least official, archaeological activity in that area, in that Guanxi area. However, that's sort of tantalizing, isn't it? Because we don't know, (laughs) to quote some old politicians, we don't know what we don't know. It's an unknown unknown. And... With this, uh, with this in mind, we are hoping to learn more about lost civilizations and reach out and contact, uh, Dr. Gosling if possible to hear more details. He has some papers available and he is far from the only, uh, academic looking for evidence of civilizations and time and history forgot. Now we'll pause for a word from our sponsor. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then... You found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. 
It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline welcome back to the show guess what time it is guys shout out corners okay our first shout out for today comes from sam sam you wrote to us via email sam says you did an episode over a year back about celebrity deaths and briefly mentioned hitler faking his death I heard a rumor that Hitler did not go to South America, but to Glacier National Park in Montana, where he lived out his days in a lodge amongst some other close personal Nazi acquaintances, including his bodyguard, who confessed to his daughter's boyfriend on his deathbed in secret. I was wondering if you guys could do an episode or even a little snippet on this, because I'm interested in your findings. Thanks for getting me through the workday. That's fascinating. I have never heard that, Sam. Have you heard that, Matt? Nope. Glacier National Park with a uh, good old Hitler in there. Never heard of that at all. Montana, huh? Because usually we hear a lot of stuff about South America. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, South America is the only, the only major theory I've heard about where Hitler disappeared to if he did not, in fact, die. My favorite, uh, my favorite of the Hitler escape theories is that he escaped to Antarctica and that operation high jump was a secret, uh, nuclear war between the allies and what was left of, uh, the German powers with the help with the help of the underground peoples. Yes. Uh, with the help of <laughs> the underground race. Now I, I'm laughing a little bit, but of course we do know that cavern systems are extensive and we know that specially adapted, Flora and fauna do thrive there. Is there a technologically advanced race that looks completely Aryan yet uh, has chosen to stay underground under Antarctica? And is there an internal sun or star inside of the center of the Earth? Yeah. It's yet to be seen. 
the nicest way we could put it? As you're being too kind. Yeah. Uh, but hey, it would blow my mind if it got proven somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just destroy our whole understanding. Now, we do know, we do know that the Germans were planning to colonize and conquer at least part of Antarctica. Uh, if you have the inclination to explore a rabbit hole, go uh, check your nearest search engine for New Schwabia. Yeah. Do you remember New Schwabia, Matt, when we did a piece on that? I do, certainly. Oh, yeah. man. New Schwabia. Got to annex a little bit of land in Antarctica just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in Queen Maud land. Uh, it was it, – it, it's really at this point it's just a name that's given to an area of Antarctica. But the, the hope there was that they would map the area and then establish some sort of – beachhead right or mm-hmm. some sort of research center there they made no official claims um they they made no official claims to the the area but in 1981 they built a the german government sorry the non-nazi government mm-hmm. the actual current german government uh built a research center there in 19 19- 81. And you can check out Operation High Jump for more information too. Uh, Sam, this is fascinating. I can feel the, the pull. Uh, I can feel the call to start digging, uh, around in this Montana situation. I, I've never heard that. It seems strange. And we know, of course, that with the deaths of any, uh, dictators, any great influencers of, of people, that there will always be questions about their deaths. There will always be these concerns, right? Just through a cursory Google search here, there's quite a bit written about Hitler's grave supposedly found outside of uh, Glacier National Park. Huh. Let's see. Something here about a bunker. Discussing travel channels. All right. Well, I'm, I'm officially going to look into this. <laughs> we got sucked in. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into that off the air. Uh, Matt, who's our next shout out to? Arnie has written us a bit of a snarky email about our Noah's Ark episode and I appreciated it. So here it goes. I just listened to your show about Noah's Ark. And if we take the story as it goes as gospel and the whole world was flooded, that Noah and his family were the only people spared, I would like to know. How the world was populated with 7 billion plus people. Where did all of the ethnic diversity come from? Are we all related? Also, what about the inbreeding? Hmm. That would, uh, huh. that could be a problem. And certainly with the diversity that we see today in, hmm. in our world with the human population, it wouldn't make much sense. But had, yeah, we had a lot of people who wrote to us. Regarding that episode, uh, from both sides, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, which, which I, I appreciate and we have more, more emails than we can probably ever get to, but I will, uh, I will have to say that that is a, that is a question. And to, to your point, Arnie, uh, we had several listeners who, uh, gave what they believed was a, uh, was, was a, a cogent answer. 
for this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they said that certain things were if you, if one looked at the Bible verse in depth and interpreted it correctly, that there were things that would explain this or make it seem less implausible or that the story itself was mischaracterized in many ways in the modern day, which I, you know, I understand. I appreciate everybody who wrote in. I think we'll have Noah's Ark's emails uh, appearing for a while in our shout out. Decades to come. Continuing with Noah's Ark, several people on Twitter and email have written to us. We were asking about films that dealt with Noah's Ark or a version of an Ark. Mm-hmm. A lot of people writing to us about Titan AE, and yeah. I'm a little embarrassed. I've never seen it, so I'm going to have to check into that now. My spider sense makes me want to say it was on Netflix for a while. I'm not... Uh, it's animated, right? I, I believe so. Uh, yes, it is animated. Uh, all right, so we have time for... One more uh, listener mail, one more shout out, and that goes to Sergeant L. Uh, we're going to go ahead and withhold the name here just because it, it does address military experience. This is in response to our earlier episode on the military and drugs. Uh, the sergeant says, first and foremost, thanks for the great podcast. Uh, I listen to a lot of the How Stuff Works stuff. I've just caught up on all your audio. I've watched significant portion of the videos i like the addition of super producer noel to the audio uh ben if you could resurrect the invisible man that would be awesome Whew. the voiceover at least oh that's a deep cut sarge <laughs> oh man oh wow i i think just people don't know what the if you've ever seen always sunny in philadelphia you'll have a good sense of what what our crew looked like having to, to wear that suit uh, so, Sergeant Elk goes on to say, I've been in the U.S. Army for almost 13 years. I've been deployed to Iraq for a total of 39 months over three deployments. I work in computers, not in the public affairs office, so everything here is my opinion and observations, not of the Army. Drugs are severely frowned upon by the Army as a whole. Drug tests are common. Positive results for illegal drugs are dealt with harshly, including marijuana, where legal. If there is no prescription for a drug like Adderall or morphine from a doctor within the test period, then legal action will be taken and they'll probably be separated from the army. During the height of the Iraq war, soldiers were less likely to be kicked out but were still punished. I have never seen nor heard of a prescription that was not a medical necessity. Alcohol and nicotine and caffeine are being discouraged by the army as an institution. Since the late 90s, the Army had the policy of deglamorizing alcohol or deglamorization of alcohol. Commands can't use alcohol to promote events or promote its use. The Army Substance Abuse Program, ASAP, can and will help those that are addicted to drugs or alcohol. Smoking secession classes are offered to anyone using tobacco products. Caffeine and supplements are being openly discouraged. The sergeant goes on. That being said, army culture is still quite strong in alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, and supplements. Drugs and alcohol are used to self-medicate by some, as with the general population, unfortunately. We have deep-rooted traditions evolving alcohol, like the grog. The grog started as a way that all the soldiers would get their leftover alcohol and mix it together to celebrate or relax. Now the grog is a ceremony used to remember past wars and the fallen at army balls sometimes with alcohol and sometimes without. 
As you mentioned, nicotine and caffeine are used a lot for stimulants. So many soldiers low off energy drinks, coffee, no-dos, and dip during long missions or shifts in Iraq. There was an energy drink with nicotine and a Red Bull slushy machine in the PX in Baghdad. Finally, there's little to offer gym rats uh, to get them to not take supplements. I said, sorry for the long email. As someone who knows some of the stuff they don't want you to know, most secret info is really boring. I don't know if I believe that, Sarge. Well, I'm I'm not uh, concerned about most of it then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just the yeah. So uh, thank you so much for for writing and uh, please stay safe. Uh, please stay safe out there. That goes for everybody in the armed forces who's listening to our podcast. And we've been getting some really great, uh, great feedback, some great details about this. The part about a prescription being a medical necessity reminds me of our earlier email from the, uh, psychologist. Remember that who said that, yes. that during, uh, war times when you had to have somebody still pulling a trigger. For longer than nature would intend. Give them whatever cocktail you can. Or, yeah, give them something. It was, mm-hmm. it was relatively vague, but I imagine yeah. that there's, I imagine there's several different possibilities there. Uh, so we know that, uh, you know, we know that the culture of the U.S. Armed Forces is, is changing. Uh, and in times of great stress, however, people do still, uh, tend to self Medicate. And if you haven't listened to our episode on the history of militaries and drugs, please do check it out. If you are part of another country's armed services, we would also like to hear of your experience with these substances. Uh, but for now, that concludes our... And if you want to write to us, find us on Twitter. We are Conspiracy Stuff. Also on Facebook, Conspiracy Stuff. And if you want to find us on Instagram, send us a a picture or like things. Honestly, I don't really know how Instagram works that well. Either way, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff and you just want to write to us, send us an email. We are Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.